0: Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts.
1: Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
0: Hi, I'm Alex L., and I write books for a living. Freedom is self-care. It's not about pedicures, it's not about clothing, it's not about trips. Join us as we journey through sharing together. Today on the show, I'm sitting down with Viana. They are an amazing artist, parent, and an overall amazing human being. I think you'll love their story. This is Viana. Hey, Viana.
1: Hey, Alex.
0: How are you today?
1: Feeling good. How are you?
0: I'm good. I'm good. I can't complain. I'm so happy to have you on the show. It's been a long time coming. I'm excited to chat.
1: I'm truly so honored to be here.
0: So before we get started and diving into our conversation, I would love for you to introduce yourself to the Hey Girl listeners. So who are you and what do you do?
1: I am Viana novis Mickey. I am a queer non-binary artist based in Ojai, California. I have a one-year-old, and I live with complex PTSD, which informs a lot of the work that I create. And last year, I almost died—actually, one year ago yesterday. So that has been a big part of also what I'm creating these days in in this past year. So. I would say, ultimately, still figuring it out as I put the pieces of myself back together post-birth and Mm -hmm. nearly dying. Mm -hmm. Um, But artist sums it up. I think artists are always commenting on the world and creating, and and that feels like the thing that is true
0: for Mm -hmm. me these Mm -hmm. days. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about life as of one year ago yesterday. I, if if you have the space too, I would love to just unfold that a little bit and see how that entire experience has shaped you as a person walking through the world and an artist.
1: Mm, yeah, it's it's been altering in more ways than I think I, I can still even grasp mm. in this moment. I think, you know, every day, every month that passes, I feel like I... Understand how altered I am a little bit more, but and and it's also hard to distinguish what was birth related, what was death related, mm. um, what's like old trauma, and and you know it's all kind of blurring together. But there has been, I would say, some that experience of getting sick that shifted the way that I exist in my body, mm. um, and it and it really highlighted. For me, it highlighted a lot of ways that I was avoiding being in my body and using the opportunity to disassociate as a mechanism for my safety, my emotional safety throughout my life. And and having my physical capacity stripped down showed me just how often I do that because it took me to this extreme place of disassociation where I was just... I was out. I was in a void. I was not in my body. I was not in my life. I I didn't care about anything. I was completely apathetic, extremely depressed. I I didn't want to do anything, you know, in in the weeks and months following being in the hospital. And and I had a newborn baby. I mean, I was hospitalized eight days postpartum. I had to mother and parent through that. and, And, you know, I could kind of snap into my body to do that. And then I would just, like flowed away again. And that was the only thing tethering me. And the way that that shifted the way I experience life has been profound, because it has allowed me to see a pattern that has existed in my life for a long time, likely from the time I was very young, when, when the initial trauma of my life was really starting when I was about two. And having that opportunity to see it so clearly has allowed me to name it and to really start facing it as i slowly start to to mend my body and and you know stitch myself back together and it's also forced me to really strip away anything that's superfluous anything that is not essential mm. and and that pro- i feel like that process is still happening where i think okay i've got myself down to the core essence and then more stuff just keeps getting ripped away And and that feels like it's still happening. And it's leaving me in this place of just choosing to stay in my body, which is very different given my history Mm -hmm. and being in a place where I'm not trying to figure things out or put all my pieces together for the first time really in my life. I'm not letting my mind get ahead of where my body is because I just can't play that game anymore. So the only thing I can do is just be here right now Mm -hmm. and do the thing that I can do today and sometimes that's a, that's a lot of things, and sometimes that's nothing still, and that's still like a a really hard pill to swallow for me, but it's it's really profound in what it's bringing me i I can see the gifts even in even in the struggle right now. I feel like I'm still kind of in the mud,
0: mm-hmm. yeah, and <laughs> you know I, I want to touch on what you said about being here right now, and I mm-hmm. think that a lot of folks will be able to relate to that. I mean, myself included, just trying to stay present and focused on the now versus, you know, living in the past or trying to over-prepare, right, for the future and Mm -hmm. just really settling into the moment. So I want to talk about that as you being an artist, a partner, and a mother, but how, how are you settling into being here now just as an individual, and what does that feel like these days for you creatively and also just within your relationships?
1: Mm. Honestly, it's, it's actually full of a tremendous amount of grief. I, you know, I have a background, like decades of doing mindfulness work. I started meditating and doing mindfulness practices when I was 12. And so that's an interesting thread in my life that has always kind of gone alongside of really intense trauma and coming to this place. Now I, I I've touched on like presence in the past, you know, taking like long periods of silence and fasting mm-hmm. and, and living in my life in silence, like not going on retreat, but like just being in my life in silence. And I feel like I've touched little corners of this, but this is a whole different aspect of presence. And, and it's so full of grief uh, for me right now. I've just like, to really be here. And and also in that grief there's something very liberating. It's not just like a heavy grief. Right. It's like recognizing the depth of like only this moment being real and and mm. this is all we have. And like to really to savor that and steep in that is beautiful and and full of grief and emotion and as a parent it's it's a beautiful place to be because it really helps me to just be here, to not run ahead to the next month or the next milestone or the next leap or whatever it is, Right. Um, but just to be right where we are and not try to change what's happening. As a partner, it's really forcing me to look at the way that I'm showing up every day for my partner. Like, what am I doing today? What am I doing right now for my partner, for myself, for our family, for our home? And as an artist, I, I think maybe actually as an artist, it, it's, the most difficult because the way that I create is to to reach back and reach forward and play with time and, and feel into how things connect. Um, so to just be here right now uh, <laughs> has been very interesting. I feel a little lost. Mm, actually, mm. Because, like I sit down to, to paint and I'm just like, I, I have no idea what I need to say right now because there's like, there's so much informing this moment. In my body and in my mind and in my emotional self but to only just come from right this moment right here i often find that it's actually quite calm and so it's like confusing as an artist to be like well i want to pull all this strife and, and emotion and you know the the drama of my life into my creation but if i'm coming from right here right now i'm sitting at my at my desk i'm painting like this is a moment i love it's calm it's beautiful it's enjoyable there isn't all that strife and angst. So it's been confusing as an artist. (laughs) But I'm sure there's going to be some new beauty that comes from that, right? Like there'll there'll be some new form of expression, I think.
0: Right. And something that I really admire about you is your ability to kind of lean into the moments of kind of maybe feeling like okay i don't know if i can do this and something Mm -hmm. that's inspired me when we've talked and had our private conversations is just doing something even when we feel like we can't so in Mm -hmm. in terms of art you said that you try to do something i believe you said for like 10 minutes a day that nurtures your creativity and your artistic heart and mind where did that Mm -hmm. come from over the past year even you know before for you to be like, okay, I need to like, I need to do something because I have to nurture this thing that I love that, you know, fuels my livelihood and also brings me all this joy. How did you make space Mm -hmm. and time for that?
1: Yeah. Well, first, thank you for that reflection. That is so beautiful to hear and really means a lot to receive that reflection. Mm -hmm. And the 10 months of creativity came about really from this space of, of feeling my artistic self in this kind of haze of confusion. That's just like, what, you know, how, how am I creating now with the capacity that I have with this, what feels like a new body and a whole new life? um, How am I creating? Uh, And, and because that was so confusing and overwhelming and has a lot of pressure on it, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do something that had very low stakes. I needed something that had no stakes, actually, that, that wasn't for money, that wasn't for anyone else, that wasn't for any purpose, just for the sake of putting something into existence, just for the process of creating. And I needed to feel like it could be bad and it could be uh, student work again. You know, this is something that I feel like in today's culture with, art being so readily available at our fingertips Mm. it's easy to lose sight of the fact that most of these artists who are big professional artists and and have amazing followings and and put out work every day they have student work also you know they have bodies of work that are that would not hold up to what they're creating today Mm. and um and I feel like I needed to go back to that place because I have a whole new body and I have a whole new capacity and I don't fully understand what it is yet. And so I I do feel like a child again and and needing to figure out things from that place. So I wanted to remove all of the conditions that made me feel like I had to produce at a certain level and just get back to that place of student work and giving myself really clear boundaries always helps. And having something that felt really accessible was huge. I needed something that on my worst day, I could feel like I could show up to it. So 10 minutes was that threshold where I I said, yes, I know like on my absolute lowest day, I can still pick up a pen for 10 minutes or pick up, I've been using Procreate, Um, which is an app and I use an Apple Pencil and my iPad, Mm -hmm. usually for the 10 minutes. The past few days I've been painting, I've even done some sewing this week, but usually I do digital work and and it's easy. Like in 10 minutes I can do quite a lot and, and that's been really helpful. But yeah, it just came from a place of needing to feel the freedom to start over without
0: all of the pressure to be good. I recently started wearing a new bra by Third Love, and I absolutely adore it. Did you know that breast shape matters when you're finding a good fit? I didn't. Third Love uses data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. I found the Fit Finder quiz really helpful when I was picking out my Third Love bra. I didn't know i was wearing the wrong size for so long i think what's really awesome about this is that over 12 million women have taken the quiz to date and it's actually a pretty fun experience i answered a few simple questions and i found my perfect fit in about 60 seconds third love offers more than 70 sizes which is more sizes than most other brands including their signature half cup sizes not only that but third love is convenient you can skip the trip to the mall Find your fit with their online Fit Finder, order, try it on at home. No more awkward fitting room experiences. What really sold me on 3rd Love was the 100% fit guarantee. Every customer has 60 days to wear it, wash it, and put it to the test. And if you don't love it, you can return it. And 3rd Love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need. 3rd Love's team of expert fit stylists are dedicated to helping you find your perfect fit. Fit stylists are available every day to help via text chat or phone. Returns and exchanges are free and easy. What's not to love? Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering Hey Girl listeners 15% off of your first order. Go to thirdlove.com/heygirl to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com/heygirl for 15% off today. There's so much pressure to be good and have it all together and to know what you're doing. And I think that giving ourselves the freedom to like <laughs> just not know where the hell we're going and be OK with that and kind of sit there with, OK, I don't have to know how to do this or how I'm going to get there or etc. cetera. Let me just give myself this moment to be here. But just like you said earlier, being here right now, like, how can we do more of that in our lives? Mm -hmm. So something I just want to shift gears a little bit and talk about redefining success, because that's something you're Mm -hmm. known for. The journal that you came out with was an amazing tool for me. Mm -hmm. I love it very much. You know, I'm a journaler, so it's like, (laughs) give me all the journals um, from everywhere. (laughs) But it's truly a masterpiece and it makes The user, um, just speaking from my personal use of it, it makes me slow down, stop and think, which can be really hard to do. But I want to know where redefining success was birthed from. And I know that I saw you would share often on your social that you would have these little small wins during Mm -hmm. motherhood when baby wasn't sleeping well or when you and your partner were sleep deprived because of X, Y and Z. And like these little beautiful successes that were coming up. How did that happen for you? And where did that kind of birth from to start celebrating those moments of, okay, these little things matter, too?
1: Yeah, I, it, it was, I was just so, so deeply depressed mm-hmm. and, and out of my life, I truly like, I, there aren't enough words to capture what that actually looked like um, on a daily basis. And it was to the point where I wasn't even scared of how far removed I was from existing um, and, and usually that's a big red flag <laughs> for mm-hmm. me. Like I can get to the point where I'm like, Ooh, I'm scaring myself a little bit right now. Like I feel in such a way right now that I am actually concerned for my health and I need some help. Like I have usually enough awareness to do that. And this, I was so far past that point where I didn't even care. Yeah. And that was startling. That was startling for me. And, you know, I had people around me who could reflect and that helped me See how far away from myself I was and I needed something to hold on to, to get myself out of bed in the morning and to feel like I was still me, that I wasn't just getting lost in this sickness or in this new role as a parent or in this new life. Mm. And I, I needed to still feel like I existed as a sovereign person that had value. And, and I needed to start rediscovering what value meant and shifting what value, how I defined value and how I defined success, because by all societal means, like looking at all the societal definition of success, I was failing everywhere for mu- like for months. I couldn't even put my pants on every day. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go outside. I couldn't walk to like going from my bed to the couch was my big like win for the day. And nobody in the world was saying like, good job, Viana. you walked from your bed to the couch. I needed to give that to myself Mm -hmm. if I wanted to start to get better mentally. And at that point, I wasn't even thinking that far ahead. I wasn't thinking like, okay, I'm going to do this and this because it's going to make me feel better. It just, it it was born out of necessity, completely out of necessity. I didn't have the force foresight to know what it was going to become. Mm-hmm. It just started to be this like, I made it from my bed to the couch. I brushed my teeth. I drank water and I ate three meals today. And I, I just started to keep track of these things and start to share them with people. And I just started actually um, in Instagram stories, just sharing them at the end of the day, where I would write all the things that I had done in the day. And this was probably maybe two months postpartum. So I, you know, I was a little ways out from being so sick and critical. I had a little bit more capacity at that point when I started to share it. And then the journal developed from there, from, from that, from the response from people saying like, Oh my gosh, this is, this is amazing. Like I've needed this. Thank you so much. So many people started to share their own successes in the day. And that just got me really excited to see not that, Oh, like this idea I had was growing. But that there was a whole community of people who felt the same way. And when I was in such a low place, feeling that sense of connection to people was huge. It gave me a level of support that I didn't know I needed to ask for. Mm-hmm. And just by offering this tool, there there was this whole community forming around around me and around how I was feeling and how we were all feeling together. And it made a huge impact on the creation of the journal and and how I feel day to day.
0: Do you love discovering new products? Are you a beauty and fashion maven constantly on the hunt for the next best thing? Ever read about or spot something online that you've always wanted to try but never have? Then you might love FabFitFun, It allows women everywhere to discover new products as well as including rave review and must-have brands that you know and love. It's like Christmas four times a year. Stumped on gift ideas, FabFitFun is also a great gift for someone you love. You can surprise your mom or sister with this awesome summer box packed with great items. Do you have a daughter who's going to college maybe or a friend who's a new mom? FabFitFun is an awesome care package. My last box came with this beautiful lotus towel. It was blue and it's shaped like the flower and it has a gorgeous design in the middle. That's something we've been laying out on the deck and relaxing on for a few weeks now. So what I love about FabFitFun is that they offer full-size products, no samples of anything. Every box is guaranteed to have over $200 plus in retail value. The summer 2019 box has a total retail value between 269 to 467. That's fantastic. Treat yourself with items in it such as the Sutra Professional Mini Travel Blow Dryer, the beautiful VIX Paula Lotus Towel, or the West Elm Indigo tie-dye bowls. Many of the products' individual value is more than the entire cost of the box. You can customize your box by choosing some products and some add-ons with each one. Or you can be surprised. It's great for discovering new brands and new products. What a better way to shop. I'm looking forward to my next box because they're always so different and packed with things I can actually use. I like to share the items in my box with my 11 year old. She's really into skincare these days. We recently got a clay mask and a foot mask and a body scrub. She loves them all. The FabFitFun 2019 Summer Box is on sale now. So sign up for FabFitFun today. These boxes always sell out. You can use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. All you have to do is go to FabFitFun to sign up and get started. Use promo code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first box. That's over $200 for only $39.99. Go to FabFitFun.com and use my code HEYGIRL to get $10 off your first FabFitFun box. What has community taught you about leaning into yourself, leaning into those around you, but also making space and holding space for the things that you're longing for?
1: I mean, I feel so, so deeply blessed to have such a phenomenal community of people in my inner circle and, you know, the tight radial circles around that the people who I know are there and can hang in in really difficult moments. And to see the way that my friends are willing to reach out and ask for help continually reminds me that I can do the same thing. And to see the way I just had a conversation with two of my dearest friends last night who I've known since I was in my teens. And they are two people who are constantly showing me what it means to lean in and to do it so gracefully through the shittiest shit storms mm-hmm. of you know just like like it is hard to believe how much is happening and these two people just embody grace in these moments and to have that reflection it helps me keep my mirror clean it helps me see myself without the distortions of whatever is happening in my life that can that can erode and dent and, and misshape my sense of self and my sense of self worth and having that clean mirror to look at me and to reflect what they see and what they know that helps to keep me centered. And, and it helps me feel like I have the capacity to lean in. Mm. And I know that if I was doing this alone, I would not be where I am. I I need those reflections. I need to have that clarity from my community keeping me going when I hit my low point. Mm. Um, Otherwise, I feel like I would just be dragging my face
0: in the ground. (laughs) You know what's interesting? Probably not so much now, but in the past, I've heard people say, and I even used to feel this way, I don't need anyone. I have myself, you know? Mm -hmm. And I Mm -hmm. think that's, now looking back, being how self-aware I am now and just seeing the growth of those around me is, of course, we need people. Um, Mm -hmm. Yes, being self-sufficient and self-confident and self-aware are pivotal to our growth Mm -hmm. and our belonging in the world, but also having a community, having a support system who can lift us up when our faces are dragging on the ground and who can be our reflection and who can be our mirror in the healthiest of ways. Not that we're Mm -hmm. looking for that, Validation in ways that are, you know, unhealthy, but that they're there in a way that, you know, just roots us deeper into reminders of who we are, who we can be and who's around us because we we need one another in this life. And I'm personally glad that I stopped thinking that way. And of course, that was like a defense mechanism and like I'm protecting Mm -hmm. myself and all these things. But when you find your people, and more so when you find yourself, you're able to trust that your community is out there and is going to you know, help you lean in. So I think that's really major that you just described how your community shows up for you when you can't and how important it is. And I hope everyone listening is aware of how important it is, even if it's just one person, how special community is. Really,
1: yeah, I think there's, there's a clear line between sovereignty and having the support of our community like Mm -hmm. it's not it's not a matter of I need you to validate me
0: right right that
1: you know that's losing that sense of sovereignty it's us standing fully in ourselves and and needing to have the extra sight it's like Mm. I can't see the back of my head You know, I need I need if if I've got something going on in the back of my head, I need someone else to tell me. Mm. And I feel that same way when it comes to my emotions and my strengths and my weaknesses. There are things about myself that I can't see. Mm. And there are things that my friends and my community are able to share with me that I otherwise would miss. And it it makes a huge difference.
0: What is self-care looking like for you these days as an individual?
1: fun having fun <laughs> yay <laughs> um, yeah exactly yay it's like all, all this density i just need to like keep it light and keep it moving and and have fun yeah. um, and sometimes it's painting sometimes it's just having coffee with friends i'm excited this summer to get in the pool again and mm-hmm. start swimming mm-hmm. uh, i finally feel like my body is getting out of place where it can handle working out and that's really exciting to move my body and connect with people I love and create things, that is my self-care.
0: The Hey Girl Podcast is a member of the District Productive, produced by Paul Woody Woodhall and me, Alex L. Music by DC's own, Kokai.